0: Psycross, danger zones, suicide bikers, explosions, and booby traps all stand in your way as you race your super space bike into the enemy city to rescue the captured people of Petrus. Welcome to Nostalgia, chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And, you know, I was flipping with you guys beforehand, Psycross, cross. I think we landed that cross would be like a submarine-style game, but I hold no responsibility if I butchered this altogether.
1: I would have to say that, you know, g- grammatically and uh, uh, spelling-wise, if you're going to have an S-E-I... You are signaling to me that you want me to say And now, 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 forgive me if I'm wrong, but that seems to be the rules of English.
2: Joe, anything else? <laughs> I just think Psycross sounds... I mean, that's what, where I naturally go. I think Cycross sounds way cooler than C-cross. So maybe it should be C-cross. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Cycross sounds way cooler.
0: <laughs> There's got to be we'll like a missed opportunity here, though, right? For like Cycross to be like C-Y, like Cycle. You know, because this is bikes and.
1: Cycles. Well, I was thinking more That's like uh, Psy, like the uh, like the the Korean pop star, like PSY Cross.
2: Oh,
0: that would be pretty See, cool too, but that would imply that it was
2: a psychic type
0: Pokemon.
2: I was You're thinking right. more like SIGH, because it's kind of like it's kind of like what you do when it's like, all right, next week is Psy-Cross. Psy, Ooh. yes,
0: okay, That's I understand. Rough. All right, there's a lot of things going on here. Uh, this game Psy-Cross, for those of you that don't know, is a Arcade game that gets ported over to the NES. Uh, Nihon Buzan was the team that brought us uh, Magmax. Remember Magmax? I remember Magmax. Cool. So they are also bringing us Cycross here. And to be honest, I think Magmax had like had a lot going for it that just it didn't quite deliver on. But Cycross yeah, it had legs. Yes, yeah, it had legs.
1: <laughs> legs for days.
0: Cycross doesn't quite have. Uh, all that going for it, uh, Sean or Joe, would you guys mind giving me like an overview on Cycross for the, the uninformed?
2: I can give you like a, like a, a brief That's idea That's all I of want, it. brief. Uh, story aside, you, you're, you're riding on a tiny little, uh, Tron style bike is how I imagine it going across what looks like a, the neck of a guitar or something. Uh, <laughs> and you're, you're just flying around shooting at things kind of like a, a shmup. Uh, and it, and it also feels a little like you're racing these people, but really you're just trying to get to the end without, and in, I'm sorry, you're trying to get to the end and, uh, pick up as many hostages as you can without dying.
1: I can add on to that.
2: Please do, because I, I did a terrible job.
1: Um, I, I'm actually gonna get a little bit more personal in this. Uh, <laughs> so, in the, the, like, the first level, it's, it, it's sort of like you're, yeah, you're racing these guys. I wouldn't say that they're on tron like motorcycles it's a more like a a more emasculated tron like vespa um (laughs) and you are going across like the neck of a guitar sort of uh and it it sort of does feel like a race you can uh you, you can hit people into the walls you can hit them into other things into other obstacles and then when the second level happens you realize that you've been fooled and you are once again playing a shmup
2: Yeah, that was weird, right? The the first level is a totally different. Well, it's not totally different. It's the same thing just with other racers, quote unquote. But then the second level, it just takes that away. Um, And I I don't want anyone to get confused when we say race. You usually think fast paced, heart heart racing uh, excitement. Uh, None of that's really here. There's just other people.
0: Yeah, well, this is an auto-scroller, so there, you actually can't really do much in terms of racing. Right. Yeah. But I guess if you say vroom, like, loud enough to yourself, <laughs> you might think that you're racing. You know, you could say, I am speed and ka a lot. I am speed. Yes. Uh, I think one thing that both of you missed uh, that's an important part of the game is that, you, you know, the thing that's mostly going to kill you here, besides the obstacles throughout the course, is your own energy. You have a very limited fuel supply. This thing can maybe drive, uh, you know, a mile before it just explodes from lack of energy. So you need to constantly pick up energy tanks as well. And uh, these are like, they're like disks. I I don't even know how else to describe them, but they're just like these floating disks that are just seem to be placed randomly. They might have some method to them, but there's more than enough of them. You just have to kind of make sure that you're always collecting them. I think of it like... If anybody's ever played F-Zero, uh, you have to, like, ride in certain zones to pick up an energy boost and stuff like that, so it's not as frequent as a full zone of an energy boost, yeah. but there are, like, these... There's there's plenty of energy pockets to pick up as you go along.
1: Yeah, it's just like in, 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 in many other of the shmup games that we played that have that sort of um, uh, decay to your energy happening, and, yeah, it's just... Any any other pickup? It's just a, it's just a little piece of energy on the ground.
2: Usually, I don't personally care for that uh, that gameplay element, um, unless it's like the whole game is built around that that time limit aspect. Um, and I, and I don't love it here either. But I think that it didn't bother me too much, just because those power ups that give you energy are so frequent that I almost was was almost never worried about dying from running out of power ups. Or whatever, energy, or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a stimulant as you're playing to just constantly make sure you're also, like, not just dodging things, but collecting things as well, right?
2: Right, yeah, that's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah, it's sort of... uh, It'll put you on lines through the level that you may not have otherwise wanted to go through. Like, if you are maybe running out, and uh, you can be in a position where you are running out. They are... They are frequently come across, but they're not that frequently come across. And if you really do need that, then you will have to put yourself maybe in harm's way just to make sure you don't blow up in 20 seconds.
2: Yeah, actually, you know, now that you guys put it that way, I think that that this uh, element actually benefits this game quite a bit. Because otherwise, without that, without that ne- that need to pick up those things, I guess you'd still be picking up hostages. But otherwise, you would just be finding the easiest, yeah. you know, the path of least resistance. It, it the whole at least time.
1: realizes that there is more of, like, there's more motivation to picking these things up than just higher score.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised now to, if if we were to find out that the developers maybe were play testing this and thinking like, wow, there's just not enough to do, <laughs> and then they were like, we need to add more stuff in here that like for you to collect, so it feels more like you're engaging with the game.
0: Well, I think that if they would have planned out maybe where these things were, and, and you know, I'm I'm not saying that they're randomly generated. I, I just the feeling is is that they're relatively easy to get. The manual kind of says, like, if you try to pick up every energy pack, you might go too far and encounter too many obstacles. I didn't really notice that when I was playing. I actually thought it was fairly easy to get these things. So if there was only, like, if there was some kind of consequence for collecting these things, I think that would actually bring it a step up. But since they're just kind of you know littered like one at a time on the screen there there's never really an urgency to to collect any of these things just make sure you have them if you're like you know approaching halfway or something like that
1: yeah there's a there's a balance issue here and and it does sort of feel like we're we're focusing very strongly onto one small aspect of this game but i think it does tie into the game experience as a whole and that is you're supposed to be balancing going for the uh the energy packs and also going for uh the prisoners the little blue people and uh they usually show up at the same time like i mean they're all scattered about um but they're usually placed far enough away from each other that like you can't get all of both you're going to you can't be in two places at one time you're going to have to pick between the two and i think that there's a little too much of all of them for them to be very meaningful decisions. But I think that's what they were trying to do.
0: And at the end of the day, it really just comes down to the fact that the the hostages aren't story-related. I mean, the game doesn't have a story. It's an arcade game. So they really are just points. It has and a story, no... Mike. I know, I know. But that's a bigger part that we're going to have to get to later in the show. The uh, <laughs> The gameplay-wise, the hostages are like, take them or leave them. First off, they don't feel like hostages. They just feel like... You know, what are they doing on the on the racing track? Like get off the track, you know? If there's these other enemies and you're trying to do things and then running them over is the best way to collect them. I don't know about that. One thing that I did notice is that when you collect uh and this is mentioned in the manual too, is that as you collect them, it brings your energy down more. So that's actually another interesting component of like Yeah. Save too many of these guys, and you're going
1: to need to collect more energy packs more frequently as the game goes on. Uh, one thing about clown cars is that while you as as you may be able to fit an infinite amount of clowns into one, uh, it does still add mass to the object. So you if you go if you get too many, you may collapse into a singularity, and that's not good for your your miles per gallon. You know what I'm saying? So you have you have these different bikers,
0: right? There's uh, there's these <laughs> enemy bikers. <laughs> there's these enemy bikers, and there's like these obstacles littered throughout the screen. You have these energy packs. You have the hostages to save. There's power ups to collect. But I don't know. But you guys, it did feel, at least for the first few, you know, like the first time going through it, it felt pretty empty, it, even though there's all these different things. I think the, the manual lists. 23 different characters and i never really felt like i was overwhelmed how you are in a shmup where a lot of times it's like they spoon feed you the characters one by one at the start but then by like the second level it's just enemy overload that never really happened here what about for you guys
2: i think a big part of that that i noticed is that like there's not really that many enemies that like come at you it's all just kind of avoiding them as you're moving other than the other bikers that kind of come up from behind. Nothing else is coming at and attacking you or half of it's not even coming towards you yeah like and so it just felt like kind of a, a a painfully slow you know journey through this uh this corridor or whatever it is that like never gets too exciting because you're just kind of like, all right, you're you're like planning way far ahead. Like, all right, uh, there's a power up over there. I'll go on this side. I'll turn around here. Everything's moving really slow.
1: Yeah. So basically this game uh, rotates between three different kinds of levels. And uh, the first is the one that almost looks like a race. Um, And that's when you mostly have these Guys on bikes coming from behind you, like, yeah, they are kind of an obstacle if you if you try and knock them out of the way in a weird way. But for the most part, they're not even paying attention to you. Um, and then you have scattered about, like, a sparse amount of, physic- of non-moving obstacles. Um, so that's the first one. The second kind of level is a much slower, much more densely packed obstacle course. Again, nothing really coming at you. There's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, obstacles that stand still that'll shoot at you, but yeah, they don't they don't move. Um, and then there's a very short one at the end where I guess it's sort of like a boss fight, and there are some enemies that will move towards you, but they're very predictable. They're very slow. It's a it it's a kind of like anti shmup in that way.
0: And, and in that regard, Sean, I think that that third stage, even the you know, it is a little short. But that's where things just all of a sudden really ramp up with like a tank slash dinosaur character and oh yeah a, you know, so the dinosaur right and, and, and alien creatures and this thing called the brain um uh it, you know these things are weird and they just show up randomly and then you go back because it because it is a cycled arcade game you go back to zone one and all of a sudden it's just motorcycle riders again and it just it feels strange to be like okay. The story seems to be that you are riding against other riders, you get, like, off course, you go through a obstacle course of sorts, only to find out that dinosaurs have taken over the planet (laughs) and mechanized themselves, and now you have to fight them in order to save all the hostages. That's the story as I
1: perceive it. Shouldn't that be fucking awesome, though? Like, mechanized dinosaurs? Like, that? you'd think that that would be what would keep bringing you back to this game.
2: Is this a prequel to a uh, what's it called? Turok? Uh, no, I, you know it's not dinosaurs that I'm thinking of, anyways. But what the heck is it? Uh, the game with the robot animals everywhere. The the PS4
1: Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn.
2: Zero Dawn. Yes, mm,
1: that's a little, it's a bit of a stretch. It's, it's a bit a stretch, of a stretch because
2: yeah, they're yeah. not dinosaurs, are they? Or are they?
1: They there there are dinosaur like creatures in that game,
2: yes. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: I think the problem anyway, here is that to the it, show. it's yeah, it's uninspired character designs here. I, I described for you a dinosaur tank. Imagine if I told you <laughs> imagine if I told you that the dinosaur itself was actually just a silhouette. Yeah. You know, that you don't actually get to see like it's not this gigantic Tyrannosaurus or triceratops. It's just like the silhouette of a crocodile on top of a what looks like a, a
1: broken tank. It, the way that you describe it makes me makes me less and less happy to be here Mike I'm sorry about that uh, There's also like dinosaur fossils
0: that you can uh like i think i think you shoot them and they're worth points little, or something yeah little
1: little guys come out and you have to shoot them and get more points it's a It's a weird system. there's also little rock formations that if you shoot that you get points and little stars come out it's It's just like there's no internal logic like many games of this generation, but... Uh, it's all about you know, scoring points. It's just scoring points. You can tell by a manual where, where it lists the
0: enemy name and then immediately underneath it how many points it's worth, you can tell what kind of game you're playing.
1: You can also tell what kind of game you're playing when it just starts to make up semi-scientific-sounding words to describe those characters, um, just to make it seem like it has a little bit more depth to it, and uh, makes it really just embarrasses itself. What, like vegetal canon? Yeah, like it's a vegetal <laughs> canon, you know, like the, like just that, that idea.
0: <laughs> it does feel like uh, Cycross should have had a comic tie-in of sorts just to help, like, explain all this stuff.
1: Or well, add you, some lore. I mean, the, the deep lore is there. I mean, it's the, in the manual. Uh, Sean, do you want to walk us through it a little bit? I mean so basically you're on the planet Kalura and there's different tribes. One is the Petras and that's you, you're a Petra. And that's all the little blue guys all around the all around the place. Those are Petras too. They were very civilized. They 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 ate their meals with spoons and forks. They had manners. Um uh, they they owned f- like, you know, very uh very intricate web weavings. Um, and uh, then there's the Basra's, and you know they're they're basically just like you know they like NASCAR, they like uh, they like steak. Not they're well like done. the
0: barbarians in the Civilization games.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're the barbarians, and uh, then I guess they like they turned into dinosaurs. I don't know, uh, but you know they they took over the world, and you ride this thing called the Gilgit Petra's. I don't know if that's supposed to mean if that's Petra for like. Vespa, um, and that's the story. I mean, it's it's written as if it was like a twelve year old that hasn't had an idea and <laughs> wrote it down, and like they thought that if it had more than one paragraph, it kind of looked professional. Um,
2: yeah, I thought it was written like it was somebody telling you the idea that they have for a story yeah. that they're going to write, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it hasn't been written yet. These
1: are my notes for the story. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh-huh. And I also noticed that, like, if you look at the characters, if you look at like the you're the player character, the Gilgit Petra's, like just below him is the the Basra biker who looks kind of cool. You know, he's got like the the helmet with like the visor, you know, with the glass like front on, and he's like lean forward and everything. Your guy looks like he's like a paper boy or something. Yeah, he's got like, no, a, he's you're, got, like a helmet with like a chin strap on. And like, yeah, a your visor character
1: and, looks straight out of King <laughs> of the Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, everyone that you're fighting uh, looks much cooler, except for the ones that are just like geometric patterns.
2: Yeah, Triangle Wall is my favorite <laughs> character it, it's under characters. It's a B wall. level
1: energy cannon, though. Just don't forget that.
2: <laughs> don't oh, you think right, it's right. weird though that like they
0: call it the uh, the the Gilgit Petra's like as the name of the the bike or whatever, and that's like calling it essentially like the Tesla Sapien. You know, like, yeah. like like the name of their people is also the name of their bike.
1: <laughs> I would love to ride a Ford human.
0: Yeah, it just <laughs> it doesn't add up to me. And then another part that doesn't add up is that the Basras are just another tribe on this planet Kalura, right? So there's two tribes, the Petras and the Basras. Where do the aliens come in? It's you versus the Basras. Did
1: the Basras turn into aliens? It never, it never says that. I think they should have included a <laughs> they sentence. Turned at into best.
2: beings from a different planet. <laughs> I maybe that, that's
1: entirely possible. I think that's how it really goes.
0: Well, the game takes place underground, so maybe um, all this alien stuff has been living underground, like a uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds from 2005 with Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning. Are we <laughs>
2: underground right now? And and does it ever say alien? Uh, it, I, it says it alien say in the manual. Aliens. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe it's talking to us, since this is not the planet Earth. Like us as the reader, oh, okay. we should be considering all these people aliens.
0: And to answer your question, Sean, I I could be reading that incorrectly, but it the idea is that the Petras were were driven underground because the monsters so, yes. were too so, violent.
1: So, Mike, obviously you're you're going to you're going to miss a lot in this game if you if you misunderstand deep lore like that. The Petras were forced underground, most of them, but. You have been sent out after they developed. Uh, they developed the uh, Gilgit for you to go and pick up all the guys that like forgot to, to go underground because uh, you're above ground. If you look at the 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 art on the box, you're clearly above ground. There are stars. There's a black hole up there. Um, so I think I just think you need to, to check yourself.
2: Understood. Understood. I will
1: check myself at the door next time.
2: I do love the idea that uh, that the the people you're rescuing forgot to go underground. They're like, oh <laughs> shit, was that today? The yeah. day we were gonna run away from the from the Basra.
1: Yeah, they got they got stranded. They're, they they ran out of gas. Their their bikes exploded on the way there.
2: Well, it actually said. That, I thought it said that they were ex prisoners. Like they escaped, but now they need you to like. They need a ride. <laughs> they
0: barely escaped. Okay. <laughs> And don't yeah. they look like uh you know, like cartoon British police?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say so.
0: Yeah. So thank you for agreeing with me there, Sean. Uh, while we're on the subject of the story though, I think it's important to note that uh apparently both Cycross and Mag Max are based on a true story. <laughs> the the poster the poster reads based on a true story in big text, you know, with like a <laughs> with a big shadow drop behind it. Uh-huh. On true story, it says in in a little box, "It really happened in the year twenty three forty two. Space monsters were attacking Earth. Only you and Magmax could save us. And meanwhile, on the planet Kalura, the barbaric Basra tribe has captured the people of Petra's. The space cycle is your only hope." Now, I don't know about you, but the way I read that, it's like whatever happens. On uh, on the planet Kalura is not in your hands. Like you have to, you're busy dealing with MagMax and saving us. And then they're like, <laughs> meanwhile, on this other planet, there's a whole heap of problems. But don't worry, because you and MagMax are gonna save Earth. It, that's just a very
1: strange marketing scheme of of just saying based on a true story. I, I I'm looking at the poster right now too, and I, I I'm just a little overwhelmed by. It. I, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> well, I
0: guess we'll have to wait until 23:42, about the time that we finish the podcast, to find yeah. out
1: if any of this stuff actually happens. If FCI actually is, um, uh, is a psychic,
0: right? And if they're not just kid stuff, yeah. <laughs>
2: Maybe that's why it's Psychross.
1: Cy,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, psychic. psychic. Yeah. They knew the future. Yeah, Absolutely. Another vote for Psychross there. <laughs> Uh, we should include that on our Essential Games vote later in the episode. We'll we'll include a vote for how we think this is pronounced. Okay. Um, and spelt, for that matter. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised to find out there's absolutely no sequels and spinoffs. There's absolutely nothing on development. Uh, Nihon Busayan doesn't, doesn't talk about their games at all, and FCI are the ones porting this for north american audiences so they could care less if you like the games or not they just want you to buy them (laughs) so the only thing really left to talk about here that i think is interesting is just that we've been playing a lot of hard nes games those things that are described as like nintendo hard back in the day we've been playing a lot of those recently this game was not challenging at all to me and to be honest like That's a little refreshing in its own right. I'd be pissed if I bought it, but to play it like this, it was fine.
1: Yeah, it's weird to sort of contextualize your feelings on the game. I mean, we've been doing it, but it's weird to say, like, I kind of like this game just because, like, I have to play all of them and this one's bad in a a different way or something like that.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, I I guess I, I I wouldn't use that as like a hard and fast like uh this is a pro for this game but yeah for us like a a meta commentary yeah
2: yeah i think that's exactly it i like i i don't want to play this on my own anyway but like (laughs) because i have to play it and it's bad i'm thankful that it's also not hard
1: it is it's true
2: so buy this game
1: just like a just going back a little bit to the to the game itself i i will say that one thing that it has going for it uh when it isn't being uh when it isn't being covered up by a bunch of nonsense sounds like sound effects like i th- i do kind of like the music in this game if you guys remember the music, remember I, remem- the music I remember i remember the music the
0: yeah <laughs> i th- i think okay. there's
1: i think there's something there uh it's definitely
0: Better than the stuff that we've been getting because a lot of the like in terms of arcade games too because those arcade games usually uh, when they get ported over to the NES they have like the same the same sounds for all of them so this was yeah. interesting but also it's following racket attack which had a very long interesting soundtrack like a very diverse set of music so it it is a tough act to follow
2: I also thought I, I didn't don't remember disliking it but it was just the one track right.
1: For the most part, I, I, at least it was longer than 10 seconds. I, I'm yeah. just fishing for things now, I <laughs> guess.
0: Well, that's okay. It's important to fish. Uh, there's no fishing in the game, though, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, right. uh, that's,
0: that's another strike against checkmark. it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. More, more games need to... Uh, why didn't, what did this game not learn from Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> or what did Red Dead Redemption 2 not learn from this game? <laughs> it does work both
2: ways.
0: Yeah, they, they didn't give the uh, the motorcycle any testicles. I did notice that.
2: Yeah. you, know, <laughs> say, you never poop. got to like comb comb your motorcycles mane. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, we're obviously fishing now. So <laughs> I'm I'm I think we've decided a lot of things, but we need to decide whether Cycross is an essential game or not and we're going to do that in the essential games list.
2: Welcome to the essential games list. All right. What's since that? you want to start it so badly, why don't you just go ahead and vote? Uh, all right. I can't really uh, do anything to make our listeners right now uh, feel any sort of suspense as to where I'm going to vote. This uh, usually, I usually I am pretty like forgiving to a lot of games. Like I just this game just was not fun. There, there was there was nothing that I particularly enjoyed uh, about it. I mean, I, I guess it's weird because I can't I can't really find like. Like a glaring Like wow this is atrocious There was just like The combination of everything Feeling so dull to me Just made it for like An uninspired experience So I'm gonna say Not essential And how do you pronounce it? I pronounce it cross, and, and, I'll, and I'll spell it S-I-G-H Because Because I
0: sigh <laughs> Und- Understood Very clever And you were the person Who came up with that So I'll allow it
2: <laughs> Right uh, I, I, I'll make that joke Twice on this podcast
0: Yes Sean Will you vote?
2: Um I, no, I actually.
0: <laughs> I,
1: oh, okay.
2: I, loved, <laughs> I'm just I love. am taking control idea. of no, the whole. I, yeah, the whole I
1: won't game. vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I I think that in in the uh, the pantheon of shmups or shmup likes that we played, I'd put this in the middle somewhere. Like, it, I didn't hate the game. I it was smooth enough to play. Uh, it, it didn't have it, it did have some at least interesting aesthetic choices that I think a lot of shmups that we played didn't have Uh, all that being said it's not an essential game Uh, but I will say that it's on the list of essential games that made me think that maybe this would be like Jet Moto but wasn't so this is number one on that list <laughs> Um, but I would pronounce it Sayacross Sayacross
2: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Spelled like spell acai. It. SIE Cross, yes. A C A I C R O S S. That's fantastic.
0: And before I get my vote here, I just want to say that according to one poster that I was able to find for Cycross, uh this is for the arcade version, it seems like Gilgit is actually the name of the player and not the name of the bike. In which case, that doesn't, you know, like that kind of takes back what we said earlier about calling things Tesla sapiens or Ford it's, humans. No, no,
1: no. Okay, the 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 poster does not override the manual. The manual says the Petras developed a mini size rescue bike, which they called Gilgit Petrus.
2: Okay, I think mini size rescue bike is what they call the guy.
1: Yeah, that's what that's his name.
2: Oh, his name is mini size rescue bike. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I like that you know, here's where I stand on this game. It's not essential. And, you know, I almost wonder, like, would this, you know, like, would a ROM hack of this game where it just goes like even 5% faster, make it a more thrilling experience? Probably not. But it, it is very slow. And that's something we didn't cover too much because we we're so busy just talking about how there's not much happening anyway. So I don't think speeding it up would make it an essential game. You know, I, I really feel like Joe was onto something early on with that Tron light bike thing. They should have focused more on something because they had the aesthetic look, you know, like there is some cool stuff here uh, graphically. So I think they should have tried to do that and and, and do something with that that wasn't so simple. Now, I get it that it's just a port of an arcade game, and I don't know when the arcade game came out. So for all we know, it was just like, what do we want to do? Uh, you know, games are different now. I don't care. Just port the one that we made four years ago. You know, like that. It could have happened. It could have happened. And it has happened. Nobody changed anything for Pac-Man on the NES. Right. But that one was good. So go figure. Uh, as for how I am spelling this, you know, I I always saw it as cross. So I'm just going to go <laughs> back to that and just call it cross.
1: And I got one last thing uh, in comparison to apparently its sister game, Mag Max. Um, the uh, the tank dinosaur has nothing on gigantic mechanical monster Babylon,
0: which is just like an amazing uh, name uh, and title, you know, like imagine <laughs> if you ran into that thing in Skyrim, like how you discover dragons, <laughs> you know, like, you know, how, like it shows up with text of like the dragon you've discovered at that moment it's like imagine if it was like you know great what did you call it gigantic mechanical
1: you found gigantic mechanical monster babylon that
0: would be so cool (laughs) in an elder scrolls game so make it happen bethesda um we know know you're listening todd (laughs) and uh we will port skyrim to nostalgia we will uh, record all lines of dialogue from the game, and we'll say them all.
1: Yeah, there'll be a uh, there'll be an audiobook reading of uh, the lusty Argonian maid and all that fun stuff. We'll we'll do the whole thing. Only for our Patreon members, though. Yes. So if you want, yeah, <laughs> if you want this, you're gonna have to. Uh, subscribe you'll have to, to create. Our Patreon. Yep. You'll have to create a Patreon for us and uh, put that as one of the I don't know stretch goals. It's one of the rules, actually, is that it, for anybody who wants to be a Patreon
0: subscriber for Nostalgia, you have to make a separate Patreon page for us. So, like, the one that, you know, Barry makes has to be different than the one that Tom makes. Everybody has Barry. to make us. A, we see you, Barry. I see you, Barry, every day in my sleep. <laughs> uh, okay. And I, that's because I sleep at the day, not at night. So that's why I said <laughs> every day rather than every night. <laughs>
2: Joe, anything to say? You've been a little quiet. No, I've just been listening. You know, just uh, I, I, I got nothing to add to to your uh, sleeping habits. Okay, that's good to know. Next week we have
0: Spy vs. Spy from Mad Magazine. Did you guys ever read Mad Magazine grown up?
1: <laughs> oh, I used to. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I got them at the library.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the best way to no, get them. <laughs> I, I didn't really, but uh, but you know, I'm aware of all the little uh, segments of it. He's with I actually,
0: it. I didn't I'm know that they hip. were a part of it. I did not know that they were a part of Mad Magazine, those yeah. two cone headed
1: spies. They were fun ish. Not really. It was never really that good. We'll see. Yeah, I, I don't like the kid. <laughs> yeah, he looks mad, weird. What's his name? Uh, mad? Uh, <laughs> Max. No, it's like, we'll, we'll remember next week. We'll talk Okay, about that's good. Time. Yeah, we'll talk
0: more about Mad Magazine next week. So <laughs> if you loved Mad Magazine and you're mad at us for not even. Knowing anything about it, I promise to read one classic issue of Mad Magazine by next week's recording. Back to front. Yep. Uh, the, the, the Japanese way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Michael Esposito. Uh, this has been Nostalgia. You can find us on Twitter at NostalgiaCast posting things all the time. We got a lot of engagement recently, so if you're if you're liking engagement and you're liking posts in general, we want you to like our posts because like that our boosts posts. engagement. Yeah, like our posts, consume product, and <laughs> uh, know that it's fine to consume our product because no one profits off of it. Not even us. <laughs> Not even us. Uh, all proceeds always go back to... Uh, I don't Jeff know. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah the pod, the <laughs> podcast itself. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bezos. That's good. Yeah, you call him Bezos, huh? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I call him Sizos.
2: Sizos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, that's it. That's it. We're done. I'm Michael Zito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.